Welcome to this message from Shofar Christian Church. May you experience God's grace as you listen to His Word being preached. I don't think you're going to invite me to Santon anymore. <laughs> uh, last time I was here, just the word that God shared in my heart at that time feels very similar to what you guys are going through at the moment. Okay, this evening, um, I've got a privilege to introduce Chrissy Jordan to you. Just to give you the little bit of background that I, that I have, is Chrissy was in, was in show for in Somerset West uh, a few years ago. And that's where Chrissy and Henny's paths crossed and uh, moved up into Johannesburg in May. Uh, am I right? And working at Propay, you might know Peter and uh, uh, Yanni and, and those guys uh, from Propay. So they, um, she's, she's working there as well. So Henny specifically asked her also just to come and share um, that, which, that which both of them also believe. It's a, it's a message from God. Now, if I got the message right. I think it links a lot to what, what he's going through at the moment. So um, Chrissy will tell you a little bit more about her journey and about her, uh, who she is. Uh, but I want to encourage you to open up your heart for the word that God has laid on her heart uh, here for this, for this evening. So Chrissy, give her a hand as she, as she comes in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to pray. Father, we thank you, God, for your words. Um, on Chrissy's lips. I thank you, God, that you anointed to articulate it also in a way that, that the penny drops for us. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're the one that comes and imparts that which you've deposited in Chrissy's heart and life into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, after all that happened here tonight, I um, don't know if I've got much words here. This is the first time I ever stand in front of a congregation, so excuse me, I'm not the pastor, I'm not the preacher, I'm not actually anything, I'm an accountant, and I put everything in boxes, so um, I'm actually nobody and nothing. So if you think you're lower than low, join the club. I mean, so, so nobody is nothing or nobody in God's eyes. If he could heal me, if he could help me, if he could change my life, so can he in every one of your lives. So I'm going to, um, God put like a word in my heart, um, because at Propay, I was, I'm very blessed, I will give you my testimony at the end, on how I landed up in Joburg, who wants to come to Joburg if you lived in Cape Town, um, <laughs> only God can change that, I think, um, I <laughs> yeah, it was a big challenge for me to come to Joburg, um, but God laid a heart, um, word in my mouth to say, um, Man proposes, but God determines. In Afrikaans, it says, means vik and God beskik. And that's basically the story of my life. Um, so, I can't even see what I'm reading here, so sorry. <laughs> you can go to the next slide. The word basically is in Proverbs 16 verse 9. Actually, a lot of this you can read there because that's my sermon. Okay. Um, in his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord det- determines his steps. Now, if you look in the dictionary, determines means controls, regulates, governs, fixes, limited, defines, directs. Now, put that in the p- way of, of law determines. So, the Lord controls, he regulates, he governs, he fixes, he limits, he defines, he directs. Our steps, 
or stages or phases or periods. So I stand here and I feel very ancient if I look at <laughs> you all. So <laughs> I think I've talked out of experience here tonight. Um, there's a lot of stages and a lot of seasons that we go through in our life. And I think I had to go through the 40-year route. And I hope after tonight's talk you go the seven-day route and not the 40-year route. Um, I'm not going to... What I basically felt, I read something in a, in a, um, on internet and it says, man proposes and God um, disposes. And sometimes that's how I felt. God disposed everything I do, but was it really God's will? And sometimes we do things and we wonder, or we plan things as an accountant, you plan. And that's all you do is plan. And um, you've got a five-year plan, and you've got a ten-year plan, and you've got a every plan, and you've got an A to Z plan, and an A to Z Z plan. But sometimes that doesn't work in life, okay? In James 4, verse 13 um, to 15, it says, Now listen, you say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. Um, like I said, we plan. We plan our school when we're young and we plan our children's school. We plan our education. We plan our five-year plan. We plan our grandchildren's life. I'm, I'm in the grandchildren's stage already. You know, so um, you plan everything. But it doesn't work like that always. And, um, but on the other hand, what I learned is a car park don't go anywhere either. So God moves when you move. If you stand still, nothing happens. Nothing. I mean, he will just let you stand there and nothing happens. So sometimes you've got to be vulnerable and take that step, even if it's bold, even if it's not the right direction. And one thing that I learned is to ask God, what is your will for me in my life? Before it wasn't that in my life. I've always done, and everything came to nothing like it says in Proverbs. But when you ask God, he really directs your steps. I'm going to tell you a story that my daughter actually said, and I've got the privilege of my daughter joining me here tonight. Um, of a thing that she sent on the internet, and I'm sure it's it's not a spiritual thing, it's not a anything, it's just a story of a little girl with pills. She went to the shop with her mommy, and um, just by the way, on the intercession, spot on <laughs> on the service, <laughs> um, she saw a string of pills, and it was fake pills. And she asked, Mommy, please, I want that. You know, children can beg. I mean, I don't know if you've got children. It doesn't look like any of you have got children. I mean, they've got a way that they can ask you and get anything out of you. Even if you don't want to give it to you, they get it. I mean, that's how it is. So this little girl was saying, Mommy, Mommy, please can I have those pills? And the mommy said, no, but it's $2.50. It's very expensive. It's really expensive. You can't have it. No. Please, mommy, I will do anything. I will do work. So she and her mom and mother negotiated. The end, mother, lost, girl, won, got it, 
got the pills. She got home very excited, was close to her birthday, so the mother said, remember the list. You said if granny, if it's your birthday, you've got to pay back. Ma granny is going to give you a dollar or rand in our side. Um, then you've got to pay it back or you've got to do chores. And then we, you're going to work that off. Right, no problem. So the night your daddy came and he said, now I put on fake pills tonight. And um, they're actually nicer than the real ones. <laughs> I think. And more expensive. Um, so... The daddy came that night, and she was excited about the pills. And the daddy said to her, do you love me? Very much like God sometimes asks us, do you love me? And she said, of course, daddy, I love you. He said, well, will you give you my pills? And she said, no, daddy, you can have my best doll, not my pills. She said, okay, you don't have to give me your pills. Next week he comes again. He said, do you love me? No, yeah, Daddy, I love you. <laughs> because now she knows what's coming. And I think she started doubting. And um, like we doubt sometimes, you know, if God asks us something. And um, she said, okay, no, you can have my pony and the clothes and the this and the that. And the Daddy said, no, don't worry. So a week later comes, and the Daddy comes into the room again. And little girl was all anxious. She sat on the bed and she said to her daddy, Daddy, I've got something for you. And she dropped the pills in his hand. And he said, well done. And he pulled out a blue case, velvet case, with real pills. And he said, because you gave me the fake pills, I'll give you the real thing. And this is actually what my whole sermon is about. We'll talk is about, and God showed me a, ro a lot around this pulse. I don't know, I'm going to do this with a mic and this, but in any case, um, I'll give you my testimony why I share this at the end. You can go to that, yeah. Um, when I, w I was in the beginning of the year, very blessed to go and visit my son in Vietnam, and their pulse you can buy for f basically free. Um, <laughs> that's why I've got lots of pulse. <laughs> And um, the one thing I learned, because I said, well, how do I know it's fake? I mean, I can buy that in Joburg and Cape Town, wherever. And the, the girl said to me, no, 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 look at this. Oh, no, I need some help here. <coughs> so she said to me, okay, if you scratch with a fake ball, nothing happens. Okay. So, and God spoke to me like that. He said, you know, when we do the fake pull thing and we scratch off, that's how we, you and I, are the fake pulls sometimes. And we've got the masks and we've got the fake things. And we put very nice and slow with all the bling. Very nice. I prefer the fake, actually, sometimes. And then God said to me, but it stays all intact. And we don't give off. There's no aroma going off. Nothing. It's just a fake pull. And by years, it scratches off the bling, and the everything scratches off. He said, and then the real pull, and this is something I learned in Vietnam, of all places. When you scratch with, now, you, now I'll give you a lesson in, in gemstones. If you scratch a real pull, it actually gives off. Can you see that? You give off. And God says to me, like a fake pull and like a real pull in our life, 
when you're real and when you meet the real Jesus, you can't not change. Your heart can't change. You cannot give off to somebody else. You cannot not share what you've gone through. You cannot be... I became an accountant because I want nothing to do with people. That's the reason. And God came and changed my heart that I love people. I can't go without people. I'm always surrounded with people. And accountants actually are always around people and you actually got everybody's problem. So, <laughs> so really God got a big sense of humor. And then he said to me, actually, because I shared this message last week at ProPay, and God said to me on the way, because I actually had a red string of beads on, and God said to me, put your pills on. Okay. And he actually showed me this. Now, I hope I'm going to get this string. Where is it? I've burned this already, so I'm not going to burn another one. <laughs> but God showed me, if you burn a pill, I won't burn the plates. Look what happens. Maybe the evening was not long enough here tonight. Okay, I burn, but the pill, okay, there it goes. It's stained, it goes black, it melts, the shine is off. You can try and rub as much as you want to, nothing. And actually, afterwards, I went like this, and I polished it, and God said to me, that's what you do with your fake pills in life. You won't give it up. You start in polishing your fake pills, and you please keep on going for your fake things. God wants to give you the real deal, the real deal. He wants to say, throw away that. You don't have to polish it. You don't need it. You get a real pull. You can burn till tomorrow. It will go black. Won't melt. Shine won't go off. This is when we accept Jesus in our lives. When you accept Jesus in your life, fake is gone. You cannot fake anymore. Unless you don't have it to 180 degrees turn around. He's everything. He comes and he washes that. Whatever scar is in your life, whatever black place is on his life, when you accept him, it's removed as far as from the east to the west. It's gone. It's finished. It's done. We can keep on putting Jesus back on the, on the cross by keep on taking the fake pulse. Or we can accept the real deal. Accept Jesus. Did you accept Jesus? Did you accept the real pulse? Or you keep on taking back on that old pulse? So, on... Funny enough, on the pool harvesting, what I learned as well when, when I was in Vietnam is when you look at a pool in the shell, I don't know if all of you knows how a pool is actually created. It comes by an irritable thing in a pool shell, okay, in the shell. The oyster sits in the shell and there's a sand or dirt or something goes into the oyster, into the shell. And when it goes into the shell, the oyster actually go through a lot of pain. And it wants to discard it, like our bodies with immune systems wants to discard that. But it can't, 
because it's inside that oyster which is protected. It's so closed up. And that's what Jesus does do with us. He closes us up like the storm that we had this week. Like everything that we go, your sickness, your disease, your relationships that doesn't work. doesn't matter what. Your concerns for the past. He closes you up. Nobody. Nothing. Nothing. And nobody can touch that. Nobody. And that is my story of my life is to overcome that difficulties, that hardship, that pain. Because in that pain of that shell, of that oyster, in that shell that God protects you, you learn to overcome. That thing, learn with the trials and tribulations. The word says to us, don't let anybody come to you and say, oh, I mean, I was, I was like ridiculed by that. When I went through storms, people would say to me, my God will never do that. Sorry? In the Bible it says, you will go through trials and tribulations. Not maybe, not sometimes, not perhaps, you will. And then you better face up. And you better know Jesus. Because if you don't know him, you're lost. You're lost. Um, I'll come to my testimony. Um, I can't give you the, my testimony, my old testimony. It's you're going to sit here for ten years, but um, I'm just going to try and backtrack on 20, uh, 2017. And I actually took a photo, but I couldn't get it to. I'm not technology that great, so it's my first PowerPoint, by the way. In 2017, I always, not always, for the last three, four years. I've asked the Lord on the 1st of January, instead of going partying or whatever, I asked the Lord, what is your will for me in your li my life this year? What do you want me for, the, for me this year? Not what I want, what do you want me? Okay. <laughs> um, and the Lord gave me a few words, and it meant nothing, nothing. It says the first word was preparation. Now, I worked as an accountant. I worked in business rescue for 10 years. So when you get to a business, they're already bankrupt. And they try and want you to make mir do miracles. And uh, so I really had to learn to be toughened up in business world. And he gave me a message um, as preparation. He said to me in January, actually talked about Joburg. And I said to God, please, God. Two things I don't want to do, actually three, if it comes to business world. One, I don't want to work in Joburg. I don't want anything to do with trade unions. And I'm sorry for APSA, but I don't really like APSA. <laughs> I always change the banks because it's a nightmare for an accountant most of the time. So <laughs> I try and be quick on this one. Um, the other word that God gave me was new beginnings and a new life. And I thought, what on earth? I'm 55 years old. I'm saved. It's not going to work. So I left it. Then on the 15th, my brother um, has got HIV. Actually, I tell you, he had HIV. Um, 
and I saw him in last year November, and he was dying. Um, he was 39 kilos, lost his life basically, and um, I couldn't let him die in a shack almost because he was rejected by the world. He was rejected by community. He was ridiculed to to death basically. Made wrong choices. He literally lived in a shack almost. And I saw him, and my heart broke, and I said to him, I've got a three-bedroom house. Come and stay with me. And he said to me, I'm not ready for that. Okay. The 15th of March, actually the 10th of March, he phoned me, and he said to me, Sis, I think I'm ready to come and die with you. And I thought, no ways. My job because I work for a company that's doing business rescue. There's never money in business rescue. I didn't have an income for a year. God provides. Believe it, you me. I don't know how, but he did. I'm not Rockefeller, but he provided for every need. My house is paid, everything is paid, and I didn't have an income because my work is not my provision. God is my provision, okay? The 14th of March, he phoned me and he said to me, he's coming. I said, come, I'll buy you a ticket. He got there, weighed 39 kilos. He went to the clinic. They said, you're dying. Full-blown AIDS. I went in just to backtrack. God said to me the word family restoration. The end of February, I never thought with no income that I would ever see my son in Vietnam in the next five years, this five-year plan. February, my son phoned me and he said, Mom, there's a special on a ticket to Vietnam. Do you want to come to Vietnam? I said to him, uh, maybe later. <laughs> and somehow there was money in my account and I bought a ticket that night to Vietnam. And I was within a week on a plane to Vietnam to see my son and my grandson, which I haven't seen, seen for two years. Then my brother came just as I landed back in Joburg. Um, flying back to Cape Town, he landed on the 15th of March. Now I had to tell him, okay, in this household, there's no funds anymore. I don't know how it's going to work, okay? But I've got to look after you now, and I don't know how. But I know God does. Okay, that's the main thing. So, the 21st of March, he said to me, Chrissy, but you're nuts. You've got to apply for a job. I said, never. In my 55 years, I applied for a job. I don't even know where to start. I don't even have a CV. I've got nothing. So I left it at that. That night I went to bed and I slept and quarter past one, the Lord woke me up and he said to me, you don't have to apply. You've got a job in Joburg. <laughs> Joburg? No, God, no. I think I heard you wrong. Not, not Joburg. So I got out of the room the next morning and my brother said to him, now it's like a lot of ministering and... My daughter is the testimony of that. I never shut up. And because I can, I couldn't talk 10 years ago for healing. I had a brain tumor. I couldn't talk for a year. God healed me from that. Just want to say to you, to encourage you, God heals. He heals. And I pray that. I mean, God actually said to me tonight to pray over sick people. And I want to pray that over your life. And I speak life into your heart tonight for complete healing, and God is in restoration business. I mean, I'm a living testimony of that. 37 times the doctors gave up on my life. The fact is that your heart disease, you've got a heart disease. 
But the truth is, God is the healer. And believe that. Believe that. Walk in that. Because he did it in my life. Okay? So, the backtrack, sorry. <laughs> um, just, so, when my brother came out of the room and he said to me, Chrissy, I, you always talk, you hear the Lord. And, uh, I'm sure I heard him last night. I said, yeah, and I'm excited. He said to me, God said to me, I'm not here that you look after me. I'm here to help you with something because you're going back to Joburg. <laughs> I said, no ways. I think we need fresh air. We need to go and walk next to the beach. And we went to, to Pringle Bay. To, and, and on the way there, I had to get to a bathroom. And I thought, okay, my friend. I got there. She stood with her phone on the ring. She said, you kept me awake the whole night. God said to me, I better come and visit you because you could go into Joburg and quick. I said, what? Now I'm performing. I said, God, really Joburg? That night, I left my phone at home. That night I got a phone from Yanni, for those who know him, that was in Shofa. I haven't spoken to Yanni in 10 years. I've been the zone coach for when Yanni was still a... Uh, 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 Leader, and I met him twice as his own coach. And he said, I don't even think he knew I was an accountant. So he sent me a message and he said, Hi, dear Chrissy. You might think this is strange, but stranger things have happened, something like that. Cat um, um, and I, now with our ba two babies, live in Joburg, working for an amazing a Christian company. I was wondering if you would re relocate to Joburg. I said, what? I said to my brother, I think I'm, I'm on something. <laughs> Read it. And um, he said to me, I think your bags are packed. In any case, long story short, I landed up in Joburg in two weeks' time after that. I still fought God. Um, I said, I can't find accommodation. And I actually meant to phone to say, I, don't ha I can't find accommodation. It's crazy. And... Um, Yanni said, no, I'm in a meeting. I can't phone you back. So he phoned me back and he said to me, by the way, um, Kat and I were speaking last night and was wondering if you don't want to come and stay in our cottage for a month. <laughs> that excuse is out the door. So, <laughs> so in any case, so I landed up in Joburg. But I didn't know the fuller impact of that. In that time, my brother had to stay there and he had to meet up with the Lord really had to meet the Lord, to be alone. From dying, he went for his test, and the sister said, if you were tested for the first time, you didn't have HIV. She said it's the first time in her life, in her history, that they get like a CD count is totally restored. Everything is restored to normal. Okay, so he's healed from HIV. Praise God. I mean, really, give God a clap. I mean, it's, God's amazing. Um, so, so that's on family and restoration. God said to me, he, I mean, he said somewhere about health. Yeah, health. I had a hip condition. I fell off the stairs in 2012. I broke my back and my neck. God healed it. And, uh, but I know about pain. I had constant pain. I couldn't move, and the doctors gave me January. 
and said, if I don't have an operation within the next three weeks, um, they've got to amputate my leg. If not that, um, if I have the hip replacement and the, the pelvis replacement, the chances that I'm paralyzed is good. And I thought, if I've got to give my chances up with doctors and with the world, I've been healed from brain tumors, from not talking, from where doctors gave up on me on kidneys, when they gave up me on cancer, when they gave up on me, call it, 37 times. I'm not giving up on this one. And I said to God, God, I take you, you're, you're the chance. Either they can find out a cure, but I, if I'm, what's the flip side of the coin? What is it? To be paralyzed or with one leg? What's the difference? Without a leg, is I'm without a leg. So year later, here I stand, I dance. I still know, I'm definitely sure, and when I clean my daughter, I'm, I'm aware of my hip. I'm aware of it. But it's healed. I know it's healed. It's, it's a manifestation still of the devil that wants to come and tell us it's not healed. So that got healed. Time spent in relationships, that's what the Lord said to me. When I moved to Joburg, my mom was 83, and um, she had MS and, and Parkinson's, living in uh, Polokwane. And it was difficult for me to fly down from Cape Town and get to ta a, 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 a rental car and whatever in time spans over weekends. This was bonus. When I came to Cape Town, I could get in the car after work and drive to my mom. And go through my mom that is priceless. And I don't know, I tried to find the English word, but Sterbensbegeleiding with my mom because she was dying. And um, my doctor said to me, the end of it is when they, when they can't swallow anymore, it's better because they actually die of hunger because the muscles don't work anymore. And I knew it was time and my mom said to me, I'm ready, I'm ready, I want to go. But there was something chasing her. And it was demons chasing her, and she never, she opened up about that. She said, for 40 years, demons was chasing her. So we could do deliverance, we could speak that, and the next morning when I got there, she was a different person. My mom couldn't see, she could see that day. She couldn't hear, she could hear. She passed away, now the 25th, but I know where she is. And that is priceless. Joburg is nothing for the time I've spent with my mom. Um, my daughter went through, I hope you don't mind sharing it, went through a tough time. She was in an abusive marriage. And like she said, she would never have had the courage if I wasn't close to walk out of that abuse. It broke my heart to see that, what she goes through. And I believe in marriages, and I pray for marriages, but if somebody doesn't want to change, it's not at the cost of God's, of another life for God, and not with children involved. And God restored that, that I'm actually <laughs> living with her. It's a big challenge, that on top of it all, all of a sudden, alone, 17 years, four children. 
But gran Granny is like, is when I walk in there, it's like a puppy jumping up and down of excitement of Granny is home. And that is priceless, priceless. Um, that's the other thing. God got grace for us, us, for us all. And God actually gave me the, the thing to share in, in Joburg that Johannesburg comes from the word Johannes, and Johannes means grace. And God got a lot of grace for everybody staying in Joburg. And I want to speak that over every one of your lives, that his grace will surpass everything and his peace. Um, and then God said to me, cut the negative, speak life. And we're so good at that. We're so used to take the fake balls and nurture it and clean it up and polish it. Cut it. Cut it and speak life. And the joy will come in the morning. That I can guarantee you. Um, he directs our steps. So we've got two choices. Well, we've got more than that. We've got a free will, I call it, or we've got a predestination. Free will, fake pulls. Predestination, the real pulls. What do you choose? Do you become the fake pull? Do you choose the real pull, which is Jesus? Do you become the real pull? Do you go out there into the world and spread? We've got a freedom to make our own plans, but God directs. He, he shows us. He will always direct us back to what he planned for us. So you can choose. We can go the 40-year route, like the Israelites went through 40 years to go to the promised land, or you can choose to say yes when God calls you to do something. Flower where you planted. Go where God wants you. It's not, it's not a choice. That is not a choice. If God says to you, make sure it is him. But if he says to you, go to Joburg, you go to Joburg and you don't look for excuses like me. I mean, um, just to go back on, on with my mom died, I was actually supposed to pack up. Everything is packed in Joburg. I've got it in Cape Town, Somerset West. I'm confused where I am. Um, my whole house is packed. There's three bedrooms, three bathrooms. I live in a garage with my daughter now. So <laughs> it doesn't make sense at all. But what did Jesus do? He gave up our life for us. What is it to stay in a garage? What is it to drive in <laughs> Joburg? <laughs> Have casualties or whatever. I mean, I think it becomes the norm for us to be in difficult situations in Joburg. We don't even see the, the danger anymore. Um, it's scary for me. That, that we don't see it, but we can pray it. We can pray that in light that Jehovah can change. It can change because you, yeah, if every one of you go out and change somebody's life in your surrounding, or two people, can you imagine the cumulative effect of that? So, yeah, and it was very interesting for me to see on the polls that God molds us and he molds us and he used all over 
things of the pulse in the, in the Bible. And I actually can't believe it. I'm 55 years and I always heard about pearly gates and I never read it until last week in the Bible where the pearly gates came from. It's actually in Revelation 12, 21 verse 20, 12, 21, that the gates of the 12 tribes is one pull that we will go through. One pull. Can you imagine how big that pull is? So if God can make that bigger pull, can you imagine how big he can make you in your destination, in your calling, in your... It's no use sitting back. Don't go and sit back and wait and say, oh, well, then everything comes to nothing. It doesn't. Move and God will direct your steps. Ask him. Go for it. May God bless you all. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Johannesburg. May the grace you receive produce God's greatest glory and your greatest good. For more information and sermons, please visit our website at www.shofar.joburg.